Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And today, I'm going to get spicy. Hot. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. <laughs> because I have been, well, last time we did an entitlement episode, and this time, we're going to, it's going to leak into that same subject a little bit, mm-hmm. but this is a little more specific toward um, stay-at-home moms who become business owners. I know that's very narrow. That's, yeah, very specific Very group specific. Of people. And I'm going to get spicy on it, but there's going to be some people who listen to this and it was like, yes, preach. That's what's happening. Um, so let me explain a little bit of my background. Okay. Even if I've explained it a thousand times before. We might have some new listeners. Welcome new listeners. If you're here for the first time, we're just going to chit chat for a this while. This is Spicy Catherine. This is Spicy. Well, I get spicier than this. Trust me. There's... <laughs> Thomas is nodding his head. This is mild. <laughs> this is mild spicy. Um, so the way we started out as a couple, we got married. We immediately almost started having babies. Um, I have a degree in landscape architecture. Um, and as I was having babies and staying home, I was starting a business, kind of. Businesses. You tried a lot of different businesses. I did try a lot of businesses, but we won't talk about those. It's essentially, I settled on landscape design, which is what I have a degree in, landscape architecture. But the plan, I always wanted to work for myself, and I knew that once the kids got big enough and went to school, that I would have established myself enough in the little town, no, it's not a little town, it's a mid-sized city (laughs) where we live, that when the kids all went to school, I could really like sink my teeth into expanding my business and growing because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom when they were little Mm -hmm. and be home for them and be able to do anything I needed to do, uh, you know, to support the house and then while still kind of like starting my business. And then I just kept thinking of it like scales tipping, right? Kids were at home was the big thing and low on the totem pole was the business. And then once mm-hmm. they go to school, it would switch and the business would be more important. And then being at school, um, of course I'm still there for important things and events and all these different things. Right. So but they're at school for seven hours Most of the work day. Yes. Right. And so I always knew I wanted to work for myself. I did not expect or think about or plan um, the friendships that I would make as a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Um, In all of your little mommy support groups? Yes. That most of those people would always be stay-at-home moms. Right. They weren't, they didn't have businesses. They weren't um, starting something and they didn't have the same vision I did where it's like, I'm doing this stay-at-home thing now. But when the kids all go to school, then they will go off and they will do something else. Right. Volunteering, yes. You know. Sure. Church, you know, helping at the church or, you know, whatever, those type things. But not starting a business. Right. I did not anticipate that. I never really thought about it. It's one of those things that you don't plan for. Right. I mean, you, you probably never even came up no. in, a, in a conversation. Hey, what are you going to do in, in so then, five years when your kids are all? Well, right. Right. So furthermore, what I didn't anticipate was <laughs> those same friends that I had uh, made over time not really fully understanding what it was to own a business. Um, I think that a lot of times people view business owners, especially the ones who stayed at home mm-hmm. and then changed over to business ownership, that the business that they're owning is because they want to have freedom within their schedule to do all the things that they were still doing when they were a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think I think that 
that the overall idea is, oh, you have that business, so you can still have a lunch date if you want to. We can still go out to coffee twice a week. We can still do all these things, and that's not my life at all. Right. And I know several other um, business owners who have been in that same position, who who I am friends with, and we did grow together in that the way that the others didn't, which was we were staying at home, building a business, and then once the kids go off to school, we're going to expand this thing, right? So I have several friends in both sides of the camp, right? and there's this fault line in between the two that doesn't understand the other. And so I'm standing on the side with the business owner moms Mm -hmm. who are like, I can't have a 30-minute conversation in the middle of the day. I'm in an office. I have employees. I can't have a personal conversation in the middle of the day. And then they're sitting on the other side going, you're my friend and you won't ever pick up the phone. Why can't we have a conversation? And so I guess I'm getting spicy over um, people feeling like or not being able to understand that a job is a job is a job. I don't, that's where my brain can't quite wrap around. Like, I don't, I don't, ha- you're right. I own my own business. I could technically do whatever I wanted. Sure. But it's to the detriment of the business. Right. And I'm trying to build a business. So if I spend an hour twice a week having coffee or whatever, something else is missing and slacking. And so I guess, I guess, <laughs> I think what it is is that, um, it's, a, it's not understanding that we're not prioritizing friendships over business. But I can tell you from the business owner perspective, we think of our business as the future of our life. Like we are building something to support our whole family and possibly our grandchildren after our children. Sure. Um, and so we're willing to give up. No, I shouldn't say we. I don't know, you know, what other people feel about right. this. but. I'm willing to sacrifice my social life because I didn't have much of a social life before. Like that was never yeah, really. Yeah, but my... your social life was was hanging out with them, right? It was when I had small children and I needed somewhere for my small children to be. I felt like the friendships were they were there because just my kids happened right, to be circumstances. They you were had similar yeah, circumstances. And I, and I hate to say that, but our circumstances have changed. Right. You know, and I think that's how friendships form is through circumstances. Sure. And of course, I get along with these people, and we are friends, and you know, I care, I care about them. Um, but I just think it has to be understood that, like, people don't call you, Thomas, and say yeah. in the middle of the day. But your friends are men, right? So men understand that men are at work. <laughs> yeah. um, there's lots of stay-at-home dads, right? There's that thing too. But men don't call you in the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, but I also didn't have. A relationship with these other men that are my friends where we just hung out all day with the exception of a couple because we went to high school and college together yeah but i'm just i guess partially i'm still working my way through it and trying to figure out exactly like how do you keep up front like have we just grown apart or grown into different parts of our life to where we can't be friends anymore that's not the kind of like i'm the type of person that i don't have to see you for 10 years and it doesn't bother me that we have, I'm glad you're healthy, you're happy. Yeah. I know where you are. We, you know, we text every once in a while. I see you on Facebook every once in a while. Like, I know you're healthy and you're happy, but I don't need to like talk to you on the phone or see you for our friendship to be strong. Right. I can see you once every 10 years and get back together and catch, like we'll catch up for probably a day straight. Sure. But that's it. That's all I need. So I think what also needs to be considered is kind of probably tough, especially for your circumstance. 
is that, you know, when the kids were little, you were, you know, twice a week, whatever you guys would do to meet. But then even as you were growing your business, when your business was still very small, they would call you up. I mean, I remember they would call you, hey, I'm going to coffee with so-and-so. Yeah. And like you just made it happen. And then you're like, you know, we're not, we need to try to keep doing this once a week. Yeah. And for a little while you did. And then, you know, you'd miss a week and miss a week. And then all of a sudden you're not doing that anymore. And so. What's the line from the AJ? There's a couple of AJRs. Okay. First of all, you guys should know that our family is real into AJR right now, which is a band. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if it was one of the kids who started it or what, but good grief. The obsession is real with AJR. They have two pretty popular songs on the radio. And so I don't know where the the love for them grew after that. (laughs) I guess Thomas must have got us going into it. So, but they've got a couple of songs that we were just listening to recently, kind of in conjunction with me going through this thought process of friendships and building a business and all this stuff. The quote that I gave you was, when you're nobody, then nobody minds. So true. "Ah." (laughs) That's it. Yeah. When you're, yeah, like, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you're a little more, you're a little more desirable when you can't. Right. You know, but there was another line from one of their songs, too, that I can't think of right now. That was the one that came up when we were having this conversation, because you were talking about almost, I guess it was maybe even with the entitlement stuff, um, and that, you know, people don't judge you for whatever, but then all of a sudden you become somebody and... You smoke pot, so the hippies think you, or, you know, your friends think you've sold out. Right. What, how does the lines go? This is lines from the song, guys. I'm not making, <laughs> this is not um, a personal experience. And the song goes through things like, all your smart friends think you're dumb, all your dumb friends think you're smart, all your ugly friends think you're vain, all your, you know, pretty friends, pretty friends think you're ugly. Yeah, it's just, like, where do you ever fit in? Right. When are you, because I would say that when I had kids at home, and I was going to mom's group stuff, I felt like I fit in. And I wouldn't say that I'm a person who needs to fit in. That's not, that's not me at all. Um but it it just I, I guess it I mean maybe it, maybe I do need to fit in, um, but I think more I get frustrated about the lack of understanding of like why like just just dump me will you right. just dump me like why do you keep why do you need for me to come to a play date in the middle of the day it's the summer I think part of it right now we're in the summer sure. the and kids their are home. kids are home our kids are home yes and so it's like. Oh, can we? Yeah, we're we're all back to ten years ago. Yes, it's the summer, and so everybody's home. So right. let's let's go. You know, let's bring the kids to play at the park and let's have lunch, just like, like we used to. What? Yeah. I have a job. Right. I take a lunch break, just like every other employee does. Like, I go home and I eat my lunch, and then I go back to the office, right. or I go to meet a client. Like, yeah. I I cannot. Like we have accommodations for the kids because that's what a that's what that's what everybody else who has a nine to five does with their kids during the summer. Right. Like you're a teacher, so you're here most of the time. We make adjustments for that, but where in that does it do I fit in a two hour play date at the park and eat lunch and catch up with a friend? It doesn't right. fit. So I don't know. Like I don't I don't think it's a matter of fitting in. It's just a matter of like why. Like, do I need to grab people by their faces and be like, I don't have that life anymore. We can still be friends. <laughs> but why do you want but... to be my friend? I can't do anything you want to do. Just dump me. Just like, 
Don't call me. Well, because like, our kids are still friends, probably, right? I mean, yeah. they're all the same age. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. The reason why <laughs> we had so much in common before is just the dang business. And I think they would probably say, well, what's so important about the business? Or it's just a job. And I think right. I've heard that said, too, among my friends who are business that owners. That was the other quote. What? You haven't gone that far. You can get a real job. Okay. Yes, that is, <laughs> yes. Okay, this is another quote from the song. You haven't gone that far. You can get a real job. Like, why are you working so hard? Every time I call you, you're working. Yeah. Yes, I am building a legacy. Like. Legacy, there's a, there's a word. That's a charged word, isn't it? Why? <laughs> it came why? up the other day when we were talking to my brother. Uh, oh, about yeah. About his new assignment. That's true, that's true. But, so, but I am. I want to build something. I am driven. I'm a driven person. It's who I am. When I sat at home with four kids, I was still building a business. Right. I was holding it back because I wanted to be fully there with the kids. But my friends didn't see that. Right. My friends didn't see me like constantly thinking about the business. I was working a ton then on a business strategy, a business plan, on what these videos were going to do. I was, all those things were in my thoughts. I didn't talk to them about it because it wasn't a commonality. Sure. And so maybe in their head, it just popped out of nowhere. And it's just like, what, what is this? Like, what, it's like, I've been thinking about this since before I knew you. Right. Like, this has been what I have been planning for, for longer than I've known you. And they just didn't know it. Right. And so it's not, I am in it further than I can go get a job. I don't want a nine to five job. I will work a thousand times harder at my own business and building something that my family will be able to enjoy for generations to come than I do just to, uh, what do they call it? Stamp a timestamp or whatever, you know, or timesheet. Punch a time clock. Punch a time. I'm not a punch a time clock girl. I'm just not. So, I don't know. I guess if I sat down and had a heart to heart. That's like your, that's your main motivation for making your business succeed is just tell you that, oh, you can just go get a nine to five. You're like, no, I think I've told that story here before. <laughs> I think I did, but in, um, I'll tell it again really quickly. In 2019, my business almost went under. I mean, we're only talking about two years ago. It yeah. hasn't been that long. Actually, like a year and a half. Um, at the end of 2019, I was essentially working to pay my employee. I was not making enough money right. to continue. It was not a feasible business. And so I cried and cried. And you said to me, don't worry. You can just go get a regular job. And then I cried harder. <laughs> like, you think it's devastating to have your business shut down? It was even more devastating to think that I was going to have to go work for somebody else. Yeah. So that lit a fire under my butt. <laughs> and now we're like out of the woods. You know, as a business owner, you never think you're out of the woods. But you always remember the times when... Things weren't going well. It could right. always happen again. And that's what, like, drives you. I always um, relate it to uh, Chandra Rhimes wrote the book, uh, oh, Yes, what's the name of her book? The Year of Yes is the name mm-hmm. of the book. Yeah. And she always related what she did. She writes, um, You've, I know you guys know who Chandra Rhimes is. She's a um, screenwriter for, she wrote Grey's Anatomy. She wrote um, How to Get Away with Murder, you know, all these different shows. And now she's Bridgerton and whatever. Um, anyway, the book that she wrote called Year of Yes, she described what she does for a living, which is writing all of these, uh, scripts Mm -hmm. as a train track. She has got to keep her train track, which is the writing going or else the train is going to run over her. Like she can't stop writing because these shows are going to get filmed. Like if she stops writing, the train's going to either fall off the track or run over her one or the other. Right. And that's how I feel about business. 
I'm the person who has to keep the train track making, laying the track right. before things run over me because I still got employees who have to get paid, right? If Catherine isn't making money, people aren't getting paid. And in 2019, that train was pretty much running you over. The train was pretty much running me over. And I'll never forget that. It's something that when you experience it in business, you can't, you can't go back. You know, you can't un- unsee that. And so you always feel like the other shoe's going to drop. Business is not all success. It's a lot of hard work. And so I, th- I do think ultimately that my friends are proud of me. But sure. I think that they... They don't understand at the same time. They still think that you're the stay-at-home, free schedule. Yeah. Come out to coffee. Come out to play dates. And like I said, you know, we do make our own schedule ish like if the kids have a concert i'm gonna make the concert i'm gonna move things around so i can make that but we're there's only so many hours a day and there's only so many things you can do and those things are going to be the ones that take priority because i'm working till 10 o'clock at night just in my office writing emails or writing a business plan like there's just so much that people don't see of running a business that you see because you're here and you, you see all of it um but they, did, I'm now like I'm now as we're going through this, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes! Like they didn't see that even before we met. Yeah, and no. I'll give another example, just of something within your schedule. You know, back when you were, the kids were maybe still at home. Maybe they, maybe they were just starting to go to school, but you were just starting to grow your business. You would go work out like whenever you wanted to, mm-hmm. middle of the day, go for a run, go to the gym, just whenever. Yeah, you're right. And then now, like you can't find time, and if you're having to wake up at 5 in the morning to go with me because <laughs> yeah. that's the only time. And it's the same thing for me. Like, I know if I don't go first thing in the morning, it's not getting done. Yeah. And I don't think that for me, it's probably not that I run out of time like it is with you. I think for me, it's just... Well, football season it is for sure. But oh, it's also sure. you're a routine person. And right. If you, like if I, you don't set a I time... I said a, a few podcasts ago that I need the systems in place. Yes. And for me, that is that is a system. When that alarm goes off at 445, you just I'm out go. the door and go to the gym. Yeah. I don't even I don't even question it. I mean, I am questioning it the whole time. Like my body and my mind are telling me, go back to sleep. You hate this. Life is terrible. Yeah. It'd be so much better to go back to sleep right now. But I've like I I'm pushing myself through the system because that's Yeah, it's on the, the schedule. So I've you built. do it. Right. And that yeah, it is very much like that, hundred percent. That those are also the things that our friends don't see that are going by the wayside. The things it's not. It's not just the friendships that are going by the wayside sure. when it comes to building a business, um, and I know that probably those friendships they're not as strong, and they probably will not fully be there if I ever get to a point where I can let off the gas a little bit. Um, but I made that choice. Right. I made. I made the same choice for working out and all that stuff. You're right. I used to. So they. But they don't. The, no one sees that. The people don't see that. Yeah, it's always you see the successes. And you see the congratulatory things and all that, but right. and I, I do think that at the end of the day, these these people will be proud. Like, I'm friends with her. She did so good. I'm so proud. Yeah, I knew her before she was nothing. No, like I, I'm so so always so proud of my friends when I see um, their their business successes because I know how hard they had to work right. to get there. Because I know that that one Facebook post about them winning some award what all went into that before to get there. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a ton of work. And so I'm proud of friends because of that. Um, I just, I've never been the super, the super needy friend who needed to like have personal contact. So I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around, you know, people who, 
who feel that way about me. And I guess I'm I'm putting my side out there so that maybe there's some not em- maybe empathy, maybe empathy is the right word, but understanding right. that we're not doing it because we don't like you anymore. We're not doing it because we're trying to push you aside. It's just that it's it's like anything else in your life. If if you're not a business owner and you prioritize things that matter to you, sure. And unfortunately, the way that I am just programmed is that like friendships that have to have lots of contact all the time are not my priority. Right. My friendships that that stay long lasting are the ones that don't need constant phone conversations or lunch dates or coffee sure. dates or to see my face. Right. Because I'll text you. I'll text I was going to say, you, I mean, some of your closest friends, you are always on Messenger. Yes. Or, I'll message you. I'll text you, whatever. Because I can do that quickly in the middle. You know, I'll do that sometimes when I'm on, you know, on the Zoom call with somebody else or whatever. Like I can, I can multitask in a lot of different ways sure. and still be present because I am thinking about people. I am wondering how people are doing. But you don't have time for a 30-minute, I can't do, I can't do, it takes me 20 minutes to drive there, 20 minutes to drive back, hour, hour and a half coffee date to catch Mm -hmm. up. I just can't do it. Right. And so, um, I think we all just have to be understanding of, of, even if we don't know what's going on enough, because who wants to sit here and listen to me tell you what my whole inspirational story is of how I got started before I had kids and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, we've known each other for 10 years. Like, you don't want to hear all that crap. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just tell you that the way that I'm showing my love to you as a friend, maybe we should have a whole other love language. It's like a friend love, love language. Is that possible? Is that a whole separate thing? Well, I mean, thing? it sounds like their their love language is probably quality time. Yeah. And you're not spending I can't give time them love with that them. Way. Yeah. I just can't, you know? Th- yeah. They're not friendships I can sustain if that's what is required of me. Sure. You know? So. Well, and, and conversely, you know, when you're not giving that to them, they feel you're not showing them love, but at the same time, they want to show you that they love you, and right. so they want to, they spend, want to time. spend time with you. Yeah, that's how they're showing their love. So, gotta evolve those relationships. All right, give love how they accept love, and vice versa. But um, it's a one-sided thing on mine because I just can't. So sure. There's another band called Imagine Dragons that has a song called Thunder, and there's, you know, they talk about basically he's working on his routine and he's getting better at be, becoming writing an lyrics, artist and yeah. writing lyrics and all this stuff and you know there was a, a guy that he knew that was kind of i don't know if he was teasing him or making fun of him but not his biggest fan and then somewhere along yeah, I the think line there were his friends that were teasing him and they would yeah his friend not maybe not teasing him but not in full support of him sure and then somewhere along the way he's like playing these huge stages mm-hmm. and those same people who were there that Come to his shows. They come to his shows. They're sitting up there and, and clapping hugely. I know that guy. Like, they want to know that guy, you right. know? Everybody wants to know that guy, but everybody wants all that guy's attention and time. And it's like, that guy can't become that guy. Yeah. Unless they're given the birth, the wide birth, to be able to do what they do and grow. Because sure. like like that other line in the other um, song says... I'm not going to go get a nine to five. I'm working my tail off to do something bigger so right. that, I don't know, it's just such a cyclical, like you can't do one without the other. You can't have both. You can't have it both ways. You can't be right. be here with me all the time, stay small. To, in order to get big, there's a ton of work behind it. Yeah. So That whole song that you're, the AJR song you're talking about, the name of the song is Come Hang Out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the whole song's about. Come hang out. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing that. And he's always, oh, I had to miss this. I had to miss that. 
because I'm trying to I'm trying to blow up. I'm trying to get bigger, and you know, obviously, at the very end, you know, he, they are very popular now. No one understands it when everybody's like, "Oh, he can't come hang out." You know, all these times for years and years and years, like he's turning down all these offers, and then finally, he's the guy that can pull him backstage right. because he he didn't come hang out. Right. He pushed off like the stuff he missed he, that weekend. He yeah. missed the going out on Friday night for drinks. And, he didn't want to. Right. He, but he had a, like, maybe he did want to, but he wanted to be successful more. More, yeah. And I think that that's, that's where I am. Yeah. Um, I think that the friendships feel like it's personal and it's an attack that you don't care about your friendships. It's like, no, I just care about this other thing more right. and I will bring you along with me when I get there. Yeah. I just need to be able to get there. And to get there, I need you to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, this is it's just sort of similar, but not, <laughs> it's not quite. I'm going to call him out because he would always call us out. My friend David. Uh-huh. That's a very low call out, but we all know which well, David you're talking yes. about. Anybody that knows you. Um, we built... When we were in, oh, I know this we were story. in college, we painted my parents' house for $5,000, and then we took the $5,000, and we went to my parents. They had a garage behind you their house that was abandoned, out, essentially. out their garage. Yeah, we basically spent all that money and then several weeks taking this dilapidated building and finishing it out, air conditioning, sheetrock, carpet. Ceiling fans, lights, everything. Big screen TVs, band instruments. Anyway, the, whole, the whole time we were painting, we got all of our money. He helped paint. He got a little bit of the money because <laughs> he wouldn't climb a ladder. <laughs> anyway. Y'all could see Thomas rolling his eyes, how hard it is. So we're, we're out working on this room, which eventually became the cool room is what we called it. You are so original with the title of that stupid thing. Well, it was cool. Anyway, we would be working on it in the summer heat in Alabama, and he would always come by and mock us. Oh, nice tree house. Are you working on your clubhouse? <laughs> and we're, you know, sweating, breaking our backs. We don't we don't know how to shoot rock. We don't know how to do electrical. You're learning. We're learning it as we're going along, and so it looks terrible even when we're doing it. Uh-huh. You guys and he love always that made fun of us. And guess who was there probably more than I was? Yeah. He was there every day. Yeah. Every single day. Ain't that the way? Yeah. Ain't that the moral of the story? That he would just come by and, you know, sit there drinking his ice water or whatever and <laughs> Mock us was for he... <laughs> spending money and time on our treehouse. He learned how to play guitar back there. Yeah, he's he was all in on it. Yeah, that's a great example. It, but yeah, it was in a much shorter time period. <laughs> Your example is over years, a ten year period. This years was over maybe a four week period. It's very similar. That we yeah, and I bet all of you have examples of that too in your own life, where if you're losing weight. Or something and you're always taking your lunch break to go to the gym or to go work out or to do something or you can't go out to eat with your friends because it's a right. little it's a little too tempting to be next to the cake or with yep. the wine or whatever the things are it's like you are doing something for your own self-improvement and once people see you lose the 50 pounds the 75 pounds it's like oh snap yeah you know and i don't think it's a matter of of like jealousy of like oh we wish we could do it too it's just a lack sure. of understanding when you're starting something and starting feels like it takes a long time i'm right. still starting something <laughs> like yeah. until you hit that success and they're like oh then like once you hit that cool room and you're like oh like you see the vision for it sure they don't see the vision for it and all the things that you're doing feel like snubs 
when really, eventually, it yeah, will be just, really great yeah, for everybody. That's right. And they, and they just don't understand. They don't see the process because they're not. Trust the process. process. Yeah. Trust the process. Anyway, I would love to hear y'all's stories if you have something similar that's happened in your own life. On one one side or the other, if this affected you in the ways like, oh my gosh, I'm that friend sure. who like can't can't understand why my friends aren't showing up, but then something really great happened. I would love to hear those stories. Um, you can email us those at buildingarensburg at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram or on Facebook at buildingarensburg. And until next time, bye y'all. Bye y'all.